Okay, so welcome back to another No Topic is Safe podcast. Uh, we have been mm. struggling, <laughs> um, to say the least. But yeah, like I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like I've been thriving. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, so I mean, with like the the podcast. Oh, I don't think with, anybody's. You know, we don't, no one cares. Yeah, like I've. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. But the authenticity has been weird. I feel like, so we talked about it yesterday and you kind of pointed out that I do, I have some like habits of over explaining things that you have already explained. (laughs) I think you just want to make sure that like you want to make it clear that you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But when you listen back to it, it's so redundant. And so I just want to make sure that like going forward, uh, if I say, does that make sense? You just have to say yes. Yeah. And it's natural for us to want to prove ourselves on here. It's very awkward. Yeah. And like the hardest thing is just being yourself. Like it's so weird how the second that you hit record, it's like this whole mask comes on. Like right now, like right now, I feel like I have a fucking mask on yeah. and I'm being extra clear with my words and trying to make sure that, you know, I'm not going to say anything offensive or, you know, just whatever the fuck it is. There's like this element of being self-conscious that just happens regardless of, you know, if you want it to be there or not. I hope one day, I don't know. I don't think it'll ever go away because hitting record it's like you do know that you're being observed and i think it's just human nature to have that awareness so i don't know if it'll ever go away completely but i do want to try to get closer yeah i definitely think so because i i know for me it's like i'm confident in every other part of my life and it's like when the recording starts there's always just that self-conscious layer of me wanting to like you know, prove that I'm not dumb. <laughs> so yeah, and you're so not. You're yeah. so not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think it's just like this the 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 technology the technology stuff that is like uh, making it weird. Because I mean, up until like what a couple hundred years ago, like we didn't have the capability of recording everything to this level and degree that we do now. So couple hundred baby i mean cinema was made like 1900s well i think like the late 1800s it's been like a hundred years 120 years maybe oh shit yeah okay it's very new so it's really weird and it's so awkward because just in the past 10 years seeing how much technology has changed our perception of like what normal is and what authentic is and what success is and how to communicate. It's really weird to see how much it's changed us just in the past decade. Yeah. Like you and me were looking at old YouTube videos from 10 years ago because 10 years ago, really, you know, like around, well, maybe a little bit more than 10, but like around 2010 is when YouTube kind of like took off. And we were like watching these old school YouTube videos when it was just people making funny ass (laughs) shit and it wasn't used to you know like make a business it wasn't used to promote that these people were like special or different or successful or whatever the fuck it was it was literally just like 
a bunch of people trying to make other, each other laugh. And it was really a creative <laughs> platform. Yeah. And now, you know, we have so much more than that. And now it's very you know, fast paced and you have to capture their attention and everybody's using it to be an entrepreneur. And, um, and everybody's, even people who aren't, don't have a business, they're using it to make themselves feel real. And that's what I think is so scary. Mm. Okay. Like, especially with the younger generations, like they feel like if they don't record it, it didn't happen. And I remember when that was a thing where people were like, picture or it didn't happen. And I'm like, no, life fucking happens without me recording it. Yep. And it's so scary that, and I don't know who the fuck started that, but I remember when that was like a phrase. It's like you'd be lifting at the gym and you'd be like, I just PR'd. And they'd be like, video or it didn't happen. I remember that. And I just, I know. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, I remember when life would just happen and we didn't have to fucking capture it in order to know that it happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, it's just really sad. It just, I get, I get a little sad, you know, because it's distracting us and taking us away from being present and in the moment and appreciating things. I feel like that's something that I learned with you because so, you know, like I, I've been a little bit into photography and I like the way I like cameras and stuff like that. And I like gadgets and taking pictures of stuff and videos, but I feel like you were the one that kind of taught me to like really, really be in the moment with things and be present. Like you help you helped me with my presence in whatever it is that we were doing. And I can say that like it has completely changed my perspective on things and how I do things like, especially when I it's like a experience things, especially when it's like a special moment. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. weird to me how people like set up like tripods and shit like that to record their like wedding proposals. And you know, like <laughs> it's yeah. just, it, it seems silly to, like it's you're putting on a show yeah like it's it's not actually about being present in that moment and sharing that experience it's about capturing something so that you can show that it happened and because people don't feel like it's real enough if it's just in their experience and that's where like i'm all for like hey like you know if you want to capture precious moments like go ahead like i have no judgment but yeah. I know for me and for like, like I'm not telling people what to do, but like for me, it's like, it does make me worry when I see people who like can't have a precious moment without thinking, oh, I got to capture it. Mm -hmm. Like you should probably be able to have it without capturing it. You know, like we never, hardly ever take pictures when we go on vacations. Yeah. <laughs> We've been like all over the fucking place and like, it's so funny because I'll look back on like for pictures of it and there's like 10. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, but you know, I have the fucking memories, dude. Like I'm, yeah. I was there. What the hell do I need to capture like every single moment for, you know, just to try to prove that look at me, I'm well-traveled. Like it's just so weird to me because you're missing out on the actual transformational experience that is right mm -hmm. before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think it's gotten so bad? Like, why do you think so many people are so like, I mean, what comes to my head immediately is, you know, social media has ruined people, but like, there's gotta be more to it than that. <laughs> yeah. I think social media has ruined people. I think that <laughs> I, I do. I mean, like, um, 
I feel like it ruins me sometimes, you know? And, and I think obviously it's designed to make you addicted to it. Yeah. And then number two, people are wired for connection. People are wired to want to be seen and heard and validated by each other. Mm -hmm. um, they also love hierarchies, unfortunately. They love comparing social mm. status. So I think it's just a wild combination of our quite real needs to be seen and heard and appreciated. And, you know, like that's a normal thing to, to need and want is to have that connection, that sense of connection. And, you know, I am someone like, you know, I am valued in society. That's completely normal. But I think it's just gotten out of hand to the point where people don't feel even normal or good enough when they're just by themselves living their lives. And um, yeah, and then of course, like the algorithm being literally designed to make you addicted to your phone. Yeah. So you're constantly seeing, you're constantly wanting to be on it. And then you're constantly seeing everybody's highlight reel, which then makes you feel bad, which then makes you feel like you need to go out and prove yourself again. So it's like this fucking vicious cycle, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but like the need to be seen and heard of valued is normal. Right. It's just huh. gotten so grotesque and so disproportionate and so like crazy now um, that it does make me a little bit sad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's like that um, that point. There's that movie, Warm Bodies. I love that fucking movie. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And there's this part. It's like a, he's like a zombie, but he's like still got a little bit of self-awareness and humanity in him. Such a good fucking work of art. It's a masterpiece. Mm. If y'all haven't seen it, like, highly recommend. But there's that part where he goes, he goes, <laughs> he, was try he was looking back on a time where everybody was connected. And the scene shows all of us in a normal, like, pre-apocalyptic era, just looking down at our phones and devices, completely disconnected from each other. <laughs> and it was, like, supposed to be sarcastic, right? Uh, and just, like, what the fuck are we doing, you guys? Like, it's, it's crazy. That reminds me of, but that, like... that's why I think it's gotten bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I've seen it in, like, TV shows and movies and stuff so much where it's, like, all these pieces of art now are, like, making fun of it like people who like pretend to be crying at a funeral or something like that. And they're like videoing Ugh. themselves. And then as soon as they press stop recording, they go back to like a straight face and start like tapping away on their phone. Yeah. Like, I, I think I've seen that in like, uh, like more TV shows and movies than like I can fucking count right now, but it's like people uh, that putting on a show, it sucks. Like it sucks to see. Yeah. An experience. And if, of course, if we're not being authentic with our experiences, we're definitely not going to be able to be authentic with each other, which is definitely going to make us feel less connected, which is why we have so many feelings of isolation and separation and loneliness right now. Because we're like yeah. training ourselves to be inauthentic. We're like training ourselves to put on a show. We're training ourselves to wear this mask. And also, I think that there's another side to this where it's like people... Um, expect you to be what you post mm -hmm. and so you also end up getting that feedback loop where other people treat you the way you present yourself online like because you're kind of training them to to see you yeah. that way absolutely and then when they interact with you they think they have this whole fucking fantasy of who you are as a person and um i think that that also makes us feel unseen 
So do you see how like there's so many different facets of this where it all just leads to separation and isolation and loneliness and inauthenticity and a lack of connection? Because like, okay, for example, I'll just give a real life example, yeah. right? So like my Instagram is full of tips for mental health because I'm a big fucking advocate for mental health. Yeah. Um, but everybody that messages me speaks to me like a therapist. <laughs> so people come to me not to connect with me, not to see how I'm doing, not to um, get to know me. They come to me to receive help and guidance from me, which is beautiful. And I'm so happy to help. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, huh, I wonder if they know that I'm a whole other person. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt like, it. you know what I mean? Like, do they know that I also am like a fucking metalhead? And do they know that I also like am, you know, I don't know, like really like I love BDSM and I love like. A bunch of weird shit like i'm an artist and like yeah. you know like i used to be in a metal band and i used to you know like i just have this whole other life this whole other identity all these other facets of myself mm -hmm. you know i'm a bitch and i'm a fucking you know wise ass person and like i'm a avid reader and i'm really smart and i'm constantly learning and i have mental breakdowns and it's like but but people only <sighs> communicate to me Right. Like I'm this mental health expert, yeah. uh, which I don't claim to be, by the way, I'm just out there <laughs> sharing shit that works for me and has worked for some of my clients. Right. Yeah. Like, which I'm not even coaching people right now, too. And that's another thing where I'm like, I wonder if people know that I'm not currently coaching anyone and yeah. that I'm actually trying to move away from coaching people. Like mm -hmm. it's this whole weird thing because of what I present, because of the content that I create, I get treated like a certain person. Yeah. Damn. Which then, of course, I'm like, oh, I don't, they don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So it breeds more inauthenticity, right? But it's not their fault. It's just, it's just the nature of it, right? It's the way that like digital system is set up. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's just you know what you present is how people are gonna respond to you. Mm -hmm. But then, like I said, it does make you kind of feel like you have to be that person now, right? Like. It's almost like it forces me into that role. Um, and I'm really comfortable with that role as well. But yeah. it does make me like feel kind of weird at the same time. Hmm. Like people like fucking messaging me and being like, oh my God, you'd be such a great wife. And you'd be like, you know, like, I, I think I'm in love with you. And like, oh, and I'm like, dude, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Like, you don't even know me. Like, right. <laughs> bro, I'm a handful. Like, I am a motherfucking handful. Maybe you could attest to that. But... You are. <laughs> you're, you're definitely a handful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but people create this whole idea of who you are. And so it's just nuts. I think that's scary when it's so, like, narrow. It's such a narrow, like sight picture of who you are and they like fall in love with it and i think that's like the the scariest part is because it's like i feel like all of these apps and all of these like little softwares that are being created whether it's a dating app or a social media or you know youtube or whatever like they all are presenting such a narrow view because i feel like the way things have evolved it's all 
very hyper focused in order to be successful on those apps, whether it's like, well, like I said, dating yeah. or social media, like everybody has to niche down and provide one certain type of thing in order to be successful. And it's like people think that that is the whole person now and it's scary. So it's like yeah. creating, creating an illusion that there is no depth to people. Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah, like, and, <laughs> and it, it does like reinforce too, like your attack, like at least it does for me, it reinforces my attachment to this identity that I'm quote mm. unquote supposed to be. And, and that's something I struggle with as well, where I'm like, fuck, I get so attached to these concepts and I want to fit myself into these boxes because that's how I'm better received. And yeah. at the same time, it's like, that's wrong. Because <laughs> that's like, only a small part. Well, we shouldn't be trying to fit ourselves into any kind of box for anybody's validation or approval, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it's just it's just a real challenge because it's hard not to get attached, especially when you're making connections and helping people and being reinforced that you're valuable if you're this person. And then right. being like, yeah, but I'm also like this other thing. Like, if anybody gives a shit. Oh. Huh. Like attachment to the yeah. boxes is something I really struggle with. I f man, that's that's interesting because it's like, yeah, like that. Like, can can <laughs> explain more because that's like I'm, I'm tripping on that right now. It just it it reinforces that narrow version of yourself, and it makes you want to. And then it be, makes you get more attached to it. Yeah, it makes you, and then it makes you want to be more of that that one thing when it doesn't feel right to be only that one thing. Yeah. Like huh. that's something I've been really like trying to figure out on my, for myself is like, um, you know, cause obviously like I, at one point I wanted to be a therapist and, um, people are treating me like a therapist yeah. and then I'm like, Oh my God, like maybe I should get my doctorate. And then I'm like, when I'm by myself or I'm, you know, hiking in the woods or I'm doing a fucking mushroom ceremony, I'm like, no way. Like, that is so <laughs> not me. That's who the world wants me to be, um, you know, because I'm so useful that way to other people. Like, that's what other people want because I help them so effectively. And, um, you know, it's something I'm really good at, but it's not who I actually want to be. It's not how I want to live. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to help people that I love and care about, but like getting paid for giving therapy to people just sounds actually like fucking exhausting. Um, <laughs> and like when I'm, when I finally like meditate and quiet down and get away from the crap and get away from everybody who's telling me who I should be, I'm like, wow, like I would much rather like read books and write poetry and write essays and paint paintings. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's and dance i would love to dance i would love to um you know i'm i'm getting into contortions and hopefully um wherever we move next i'm going to be getting into pole dancing yeah because that's actually who i am but if you looked at my instagram account <laughs> nothing about that <laughs> people be like oh yeah you're a mental health coach i'm like what <laughs> yeah so it's it's been hard and then you know now also i've been faced with like okay so do i keep this social media going because it does feel good to 
help people. And it's something I'm always researching and I'm always experimenting, you know, all mm -hmm. these techniques on myself to improve my own mental health and, and healing from my PTSD and everything. And it's like, well, it's nice. It feels really good to be learning this and then to have somebody to share it that could benefit. Right. right. Um, and so that's why I'm always torn because I'm like, well, I'm doing the work anyways. I might as well share the shit that works. And then at the same time, also being like, but I want to be a pole dancer, artist, writer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just can't figure out if I'm supposed to like delete social media altogether or if I'm supposed to like sh start sharing my art, uh, you know, and then of course, you know, you, you were faced with like, oh my God, if I start sharing my art, I'm going to lose followers. Um, right. And, it, you know, having to face that initial backlash that's going to happen when you change your you know, change your niche as it were. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, it is just something that I do think about and I wish I didn't, you know, obviously I wish I could be like, I'm carefree. I don't care what the world thinks and I'm just going to do what I want. But the, the reality is you do consider that shit. Yeah. Man. Like it, it sucks because it's like on one hand, you are helping people and it is doing really good things for a lot of people. But on the other hand, like, like profoundly, like, yeah, like it is quite no. literally like <laughs> saving lives. Like they're, you know, you've got a lot minds, of it's changing marriages. Like it's, it's yeah. a lot of deep stuff that I do with these people. Um, but like at the same time, my heart and my soul is like yearning to go into this new direction yeah i think it's interesting that like we have this altruistic like stuff ingrained in us to try to like you know it's all cultural programming and religion and all that stuff. no it's not you don't think so fuck no i think a lot of people are out there being selfish i think that uh <laughs> i think the most people i don't think everybody has an altruistic fucking well, I think that it's it's like ingrained in us that we're supposed to help people and we're supposed to be selfless, especially in like religious communities and stuff. And like, especially if you were raised that way, which I, I mean, I know you were. So it, I think it's interesting. Yeah, that, like, but I'm I am keenly aware that people don't fucking help me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like, see, OK, so this is this is one of those things where it's perspective bias, right? So. Me, oh, okay. as someone who's always doing the helping, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I like people don't, um, the people I interact oh. with, I end up helping them. They don't end up helping me. And then because right. you're on that end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, everybody is altruistic. I'm like, no, just the people closest to you are because I'm fucking helping you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Touche. Uh, but no, the whole world isn't like that. Um, right. You know, I think that everybody's different and some people are altruistic. Yes, there is programming and a lot of different cultural norms that tell us that we should help each other. But also there's a lot of cultural norms and societal pressures that tell us to be your own person and compete with each other, try to be the best and fuck everybody else. Uh, you know, <laughs> and it just depends on what group you fall into. Yeah. I know for me personally, my I have a fucking savior complex. Yeah. And that's the other, the, oh, we should get into that. Okay, yeah. If you want. Let's go. Let's do so, it. So like, what you just said, because you're like, you were raised religious, so you, you have this inclination to want to help people. Absolutely. You are totally spot on with me, but I'm not going to yeah. say that that's everybody else. Um, but I have a full-blown savior complex that I have been actively trying to work with and work 
you know, try to make sure that I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, which is the other reason why I'm considering getting off of social media because I'm like, fuck, it triggers that behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and the it savior does. complex is one where you you have a hard time feeling um, fulfilled and you have a hard time seeing your sense of worth unless you are actively helping people. So I absolutely have that. Like I'm the kind of person where if I walk into a party and there's one person that's sad in the corner, I'm just going to beeline <laughs> straight to that sad potato uh, and try to help. Right. Like, yeah. um, and, and that sounds really cute, but it, it can become pathological when you start foregoing your boundaries to help people, when you start mm-hmm. going against your values to help people, when you start sacrificing yourself and your needs and your wants to help people. And that's been something I've been really trying to struggle, like struggling with, because it's like, do I keep social media and keep that trigger <laughs> yeah, and try to it overcome is. it and try to overcome it, though? Because the point isn't to run identify away. something about ourselves and then run away and hide. Yeah. Um, but also knowing like, OK, or do I? Yeah, it's just really tricky for me. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't want to just be trying to like trigger myself, but I also don't want to just run and hide away from something when I could be doing the real work of not forgoing my boundaries while helping others, which is what I've been doing. Okay. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) I like, (laughs) right. I like the balance that you've been starting to strike where it's like, you're not, you're not on social media as much and you've (laughs) met with some friends and stuff like that and in person. And I feel like, that in-person help that you've been giving people like, you know, over coffee or breakfast or whatever has had some really deep, profound impact on their lives. And it's almost like so. that depth over breadth <laughs> thing seems amazing. Like it, it seems, it seems far more effective than, you know, like social media help. But yeah, I, th- I think that there's this like, again, balance that you need to strike between, you know, giving and helping and not triggering yourself. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think it, a lot of it comes down to being really mindful and having the right intention, like making what I've been doing to do this more effectively is like, okay, don't just react and help like pause. Yeah. Am I okay? Do I have the bandwidth to help this person right now? Um, do I have the time? Is all of my shit taken care of before I just, you know, I used to just reactively be like, yeah, I got advice. And now yeah. I'm like, okay, wait, do I want to respond to you right now? Or can I, can I take a couple of days? And, um, cause the intention matters, you know, mm-hmm. how you, the energy behind what you do does matter. And that's something I've recently started accepting. Um, cause before I was like, oh, you know, just the action and result matters. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, how you do something matters, not just what, what you do. Right. Yeah. So making sure that I'm (laughs) pausing and that I'm like mentally there for it and that I'm like doing it for the right reasons, which would be, I genuinely care and want to help you improve, not, oh my God, I have to help you. Otherwise I feel like a loser. Right. (laughs) Or I have to help you. Otherwise I'm going to feel guilty for not helping you. Right. Like that's another Mm -hmm. toxic sort of shadow to this that I sometimes deal with is this fucking guilt of saying no, this guilt of putting up a boundary uh, when I shouldn't feel guilty at all. It is not my responsibility uh, to help everybody with their shit all the time. 
Yeah. It's not my responsibility to educate people on shit all the time. It um, is not your so responsibility. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it's theirs. And mm -hmm. so just being like, okay, like make sure that I'm good first and then help when I have the bandwidth and energy and time and availability to do so. As long as it doesn't take away from me and that's been really useful. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of like, like it, this might be a silly comparison, but it reminds me of the way a lot of guys treat their tools. Like guys have such a hard time, like lending their tools out to other people. For some reason, it's this weird thing, but I feel like Real, all, really, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, I don't all say this, all guys, of course, like just a, a, a lot, lot of guys, a lot of guys have a hard time lending their tools out. Like they'll say piss off if I say, Hey, can I borrow this tool or whatever? Um, especially in like the <laughs> mechanic world, right? Where these guys make a living with their tools, but it's, I, I, I kind of liken it to like your situation to that. It's like, you have all these tools. And I think you could probably learn a little bit from these guys that are like, no, these are my tools. Like, I don't have to give them to you. Just because you need it doesn't mean I need to let you borrow it. Yeah. Like, because you're going to, you you could potentially break my tool. You could potentially lose it. You could potentially, you know, like. Get addicted to it. Get addicted to it. Right. You could not buy People your own because you're always addicted. borrowing mine. Yes. So I think that like. There needs, like you said, you're, you know, you're starting to find that balance. And I think that's fucking beautiful because you don't always have to let everybody borrow your tool and get addicted to it. <laughs> so, uh, just apparently, hang on. apparently that has been an option. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have known that about 10 years ago, but you know, <laughs> thanks programming. <We're> <laughs> yeah. Thanks church. Um. No, but like you are, you're doing so much better. I, I can, I can attest to this. You are doing so much better at like setting boundaries and not jumping at every person that asks for help. Like I've seen you on so many occasions be like, bro, I don't have time for you right now. Figure it out yourself. You're grown. I've already taught you this yeah. lesson before, or, you know, like it's, it's just, there's, there's been a lot of circumstances where you've, you've crushed it. So I, I, I yeah. applaud you. <laughs> I'm getting better for sure. You're definitely getting the better. The weird thing about it is, is again, you know, like just dealing with that guilt, like understanding how much guilt has been um, uh, affecting me my whole life um, mm -hmm. recently and being like, holy crap, like I don't want to be feeling guilty all the time. Like I'm a good fucking person. What the hell? You are. <laughs> it's so weird, um, you know, but I think, I also think that women are kind of expected to be the helpers. Um, so I, I do know that that's a little bit more biased programming mm. um, with expectations. Like people yeah. crave, at least in my case, they crave my energy. And it's, you know, like we were kind of saying, they end up getting addicted to it. And then it's like, um, yeah, it's like you got to at some point I have to know when I'm enabling that person to not grow yeah right like if i can like at a certain point if i keep helping you you are not gonna take the reins and i'm just enabling you to be addicted to me right. so um that's another kind of like element to it that's been trippy to figure out but yeah it, huh. it seems like a lot of the people that are getting addicted to you have you know emotional wounds and 
they are craving a strong mommy vibe. And yeah, because you're help, you're so helpful and you're so nurturing and you can really dig down into people like they get addicted super fast. So. And, uh, you know, another element of that is just learning about like the whole Myers-Briggs personality test mm, yeah. and personalities. And like this has been so trippy, but like finding out that because I'm an INFJ mm-hmm. and finding out, too, that like. Most people do get addicted to the INFJ personality and being like, oh, my God, like, I'm not alone in this. Like, that's such a weird thing. Like, I love that test. Like, that has taught me so much about myself as well. Like, knowing, like, why my energy gets low when I'm around people and understanding introvert, you know, being an introvert, like, what the hell that means and how I need to interact in the world, being mindful that I'm an introvert, Um you know, and being mindful that like, oh, okay, like, because I have this personality, people are going to feel uh, more, they, they people feel more vulnerable with me. Like, they're able to just kind of fucking tell me all their shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is something that like a lot of INFJs have to deal with. People love to trauma dump on us. And, mm. um, you know, it's just kind of interesting that there's like a thing for that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You know, not not I guess like just not know like figuring out that I'm not just like this weird broken snowflake that attracts all these weird broken people. <laughs> and be like, oh no, like it's just like these certain traits in my personality, these certain behave behaviors, and uh, the things that I like to show and, and how I interact will make people will that will draw that out of people, right? Yeah. Like, and not just being like this is a weird phenomenon. <laughs> kind of knowing where it comes from is really helpful. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, you're like do you, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> no, I do. I because I was just getting. I I know the, I know the Myers Briggs personality test is fucking awesome, and you know, we talked about it Super the other accurate. day. We we talked about it a little bit the other day, but it you know, we can go into this in another episode. But like, when you identify things, you can do something about them. What I like to say is if you can name it, you can tame it. There you go. I like that. I learned that from from Tara Brock, Dr. Tara Brock. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so true. But yeah, like it, it goes along with the your personality type, like it goes along with all these little habits and tendencies Diagnoses. To, yeah, it like it, it it just works when you know what you're working with, you can do something about it. You can tame it, right? So um, yeah awareness is key <laughs> yeah being self-aware and honest with yourself is just gonna always be the best yeah feeling absolutely. your feelings you know being honest about what you're feeling being honest with yourself like if you're tired after helping people maybe you should stop doing that like <laughs> right but so many of us just are on like these autopilot programs or these habits of who who and what we've always been so yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, we're coming up on time. Yeah. I can tell that you're like, you're like afraid to say that, but we are no, coming up on we time. We are coming up on time. I just, this is a good conversation. We can keep talking about it in another episode. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, guys. Thanks Do for your listening. Little outro. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks sorry. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff, and uh, share it with the people that you think would benefit from it. So, we'll yeah. see you guys in the next one. Thanks.